welcome to the Haunted Hangover Podcast. I'm Louie, and as always, I'm joined by my bud Dave. Hey. So Dave. So Lou. It's December. We're in the middle of the Christmas season, holiday season. Santa Claus decorations are everywhere. Uh, what else? Uh, lights, Christmas trees. I put up my Christmas tree recently. I think you put up some uh, decorations today. Uh, we did the entire house today. Inside and out. That sounds like it's a, a pain in the ass. And it's usually uh, like a week like thing. Like for us to decorate inside and outside. It usually takes about a week. But we did it all today. Because my uncle and his, uh, and his wife came over. My aunt. So, What do you guys do? Put up the, the lights and all that stuff? And like string them on the house or whatever? Yeah, we do like the railings outside. We do the, the, the light posts. You know, we have a little display. Um, and then I was like, listen, we got help here. Let's do inside too. So we put the tree up. We decorated the tree. We put the skirt around the tree. We did everything today. <laughs> I've been out of the house since 830 in the morning. I went out to get coffee, breakfast, read a little bit, edited a little bit. And then I came back home and it was full throttle Christmas <laughs> fucking Christmas world. It's funny because it's nice to see them when they're all put up. And then you think about how much work you put into putting all the decor, all the Christmas decorations up. Mm-hmm. Then you realize, fuck, I have to take all that shit down in like a couple, in like a month and a half. Dude, I thought about that before. I was putting some bins away. I'm like, we got to bring this all back out. Yeah, fuck. It sucks. But yeah. it's nice to see them. It's, it's nice to see Christmas decorations all over the place. Just like it's nice to see Halloween decorations. Sure. And, you know... I think I mentioned this briefly in our last episode how, you know, we're predominantly a Halloween show, but our next two episodes, well, this one and the next one, will be Christmas themed because we feel it's just right. I mean, it makes sense. It makes sense to to kind of just talk about Christmas a little, you know, and then as soon as the new year starts, we're back to uh, Halloween mode. <laughs> right back to spooky shit. Right back to spooky shit. So, another thing that's a pain in the ass when it comes to Christmas, and, and again, this sounds like I'm being negative, but I'm not, is Christmas gift shopping. Mm-hmm. Uh, personally, I, I hate it. I hate going to malls and having to like buy shit for, you know, I don't mind buying stuff for my family, but just the concept of having to like go to the mall or go to like go online and have to like look for stuff, ship stuff, wait for boxes to come. I don't know. It's always just been a little bit of a pain in the ass. I love getting people gifts. Like it's it's nice, but just the process is a little unpleasant. Where do you stand when it comes to uh, gift giving and receiving? I actually am the opposite. I love doing it. I love going shopping. I love picking stuff out. And I, I really do like make an effort to get gifts like for the person whoever I'm getting a gift for to make sure that they're gonna really like it. So I like to. I like to, you know, go out and shop and, you know, I, you know, I, I used to, I mean, I'm definitely not doing it this year, but I would go to Brooklyn and get gifts for people and whatnot. And like, admittedly, when I would go to Brooklyn, I'd also be shopping for myself when I go to Rough Trade or something and buy, some, buy a bunch of records. But besides the point, um, I, I really do like, and I really do enjoy shopping for other people. I don't mind going to stores. I don't mind going here and there. It's almost like a mini adventure, if you will. So that's how I look at it. No, yeah, it is It is nice to get people gifts. Like, again, the concept is really nice. It's just for me, 
the malls are so crowded, dude. And it starts with Black Friday, which just passed recently. Oof. And it's kind of just like, you know, it, it, it it's just so crowded. And I don't know. It's always been just kind of a pain. It's always been a pain to me. Now, you're not wrong. But it's interesting when you think about it from the perspective of a kid. Like when you were a kid, you lo- like you don't have to buy anybody shit. <laughs> like every no. gift is for you for the most part when it comes to like family, you know? All you have to do is worry about what what gifts you're getting. That's that's all you gotta worry about. That's the best thing about being a kid, and it's funny because when you get when it, like at a certain age when you start working and you don't think about that. I remember when I first started working, I was like, "Shit, I gotta buy my mom and my sister a gift." Mm-hmm. Like I, you don't you don't you realize that you're not a kid anymore, and it's just like it's all over. This is where and I, now it's more important. It's more important to give someone a gift. Mm-hmm. Than receive one. The minute that you start getting an income, it's a wrap. No, it is. It is. It definitely is. That's where all <laughs> during the holidays, there goes your bank account. But Dave, there's a, a funny story you told me recently about uh, <laughs> some Christmas gifts you got when you were a kid, or you were supposed to get when you uh, were that's a kid. A good one. Uh, I want you to tell the listeners because this shit was funny. I would be happy to. So I don't remember how old I was. I might have been like, I don't know, six or seven. So growing up in my household, it was myself, my grandmother, my grandfather, my mother, and my two uncles. At the time, I believe my my other uncle had moved out already. And then I was with my my other uncle that was at the house. And he's like, hey, Dave, you want to see all your Christmas gifts? <laughs> now, mind you, this is the same uncle. That tricked me into watching Jason Takes Manhattan telling me it was Goonies 2. So it all it all makes sense. Yeah. Why was the, why was your uncle such a dick? I don't know. <laughs> but I mean, like, I was like, you know, why oh, you know, super wide-eyed, yeah, I want to see all my gifts. So so we walk downstairs and he, he opens the closet and he shows he's pointing them. There's gifts like like in Toys R Us bags and boxes and shit, like pointing there and there. And I'm like, oh man, this is awesome. And then my mom had come down and she goes, what are you doing? She And he starts laughing and she's like, you're, you're a fucking asshole. She's like, now I have to return all these gifts. Oh my so God. So I don't, I don't remember what I got. I don't remember what I was supposed to get, but let's just say that that also was a wrap because no pun intended that. <laughs> She got. She had to return all those gifts and get me other gifts because I saw them all. Because my mom really wanted me to be. She really wanted me to be surprised. The way you described her reaction was like, "What the fuck?" I figured she'd be like livid, like pissed off to the I point. I mean, like, dude, this is just. I'm recollecting this memory from you know, you know, thirty years. So I mean, I, I'm sure she could have been way more pissed. She probably screamed at your uncle like when you weren't around. Like, what's wrong I'm with sure you, she dude? Did. Like, <laughs> but to segue from that that memory which i think is hilarious i thought it would be fun for us to kind of focus on some of our favorite christmas gift memories some of our favorite gifts we got as a child so dave hit us with your first gift Splinter the rat taught them each the ninja art donatello master of the stat Leonardo, the Katana Blade. My God! Raphael, the Sweet. Oh, and Michelangelo, the 
Michelangelo, the new chocolate. Radical! Oh, and muster of the willing pizza. Hey, who had the pepperoni and ice cream? Teenage My first gift memory, and now this is a little different. Now, I'm sure people are getting used to me doing something a little different than what I'm supposed to do, <laughs> but this was actually like a week before Christmas that I got this gift. Okay. So, my first pick is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Donatello action figure. It was released in the summer of 1988 by Playmates. So, now we fast forward... Night and and I got this gift definitely in 1988 because, as you know, we yes. were obsessed with Ninja Turtles. Yes. So, you know, I I was sad for some reason, and I I was in my grandma's room with my mom, and she's like, "What's the matter?" She goes, "What, what you know? What's bothering you?" And I I don't know what the fuck was bothering me, <laughs> but. But she's like, "Is there anything that you know you want that would maybe cheer you up?" And I and I immediately was like yes a donald a donatello ninja turtles figure <laughs> and i remember her like walking out of the room and coming back moments later with the fucking figure in her hand and i was just like this is incredible <laughs> like and for like a year or two maybe a year i was convinced that if I wanted something, my mom can magically make that appear. That's amazing. I was like, yo, if she's going to come out with this Ninja Turtles figure, I I bet you I can get something else. <laughs> but my, my question is, like, you don't remember what you were upset about. No, you know what's funny? Little emo Dave, basically. You were just being sad. Yeah. Out of that memory, that's really the thing that's the most... Um, it, like the most confusing part to me still to this day i don't know what i was upset about it was probably something stupid that christmas did you ask for any other ninja turtle figures Dude, or is that one figure all you wanted um <laughs> no there was definitely other things i think i think she had gotten me the at least a few and you know what i maybe she knew i was gonna ask her for it i don't know but she just came you know she came with it she had that figure and i was like yo you are a sorceress and that was the original run right that that was like the yeah, original the original run, run man yeah of figures right there wasn't like it the wasn't like on the back of that box i don't know if i remember or not but it was like only the four turtles i think right and i think splinter and splinter Shredder. and maybe a foot soldier I think yeah, that was like yeah. the original run, and 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 don't quote us on this because I have not looked that part <laughs> up. But I think that was the original, the original, um, you know, lineup of figures. And like I said, I was convinced my mom was some sort of sorceress because she was making magic happen. Yeah, only your mom would be like, "You want a gift?" Literally a week before Christmas, when you're about to get a shit ton of gifts. Mm-hmm. And you know what? <laughs> I have a little bonus story for this. Now, it 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 doesn't necessarily coincide with Christmas, but it was during I think during Christmas time, I could be very wrong about this, but I remember the Turtles had a, um, like a Broadway show. It was like a musical. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? Is that the one that had guitars and shit and all that stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I went to that. My aunt took me to that. And that was... Was Wasn't it at Radio City? 
I think so. Yeah, and it was like the Turtle Tour or whatever, and they like they perform they perform songs and shit. It was amazing. It's funny when you look when you look back at the images of those turtles, they look so shitty and cheap compared to like the movies. Oh, it's stupid. Yeah, they look so shitty, so cheap, and it's just it was amazing. I mean, you look back at it now, it's so corny, but when you're like seven, it's amazing. <laughs> Sick. So, Dave, if there was one Ninja Turtle figure that was your favorite. Absolute favorite. Which would it be? Donatello. That same Donatello? Forever, forever Donatello. <laughs> He's my favorite character. It's an interesting choice. He was always the coolest Ninja Turtle to me. He had the purple band, which is my favorite color. And he fucking rules. I mean, I, 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 he's just my favorite Ninja Turtle, like I said. And, and that, that figure was always the coolest one to me. Now, listen. You know what? Before I go there, <laughs> Lou, what about you? I I think my favorite two figures. Oh, and you're going two, huh? As a kid, I have Damn. two. I have two because I can't pick one. I just can't. There's no way. It, you know what? After I tell you my two, I'll tell you the one I'm gonna go with. But the two figures, and I actually still have them. I have the two figures. Is Casey Jones and Super Shredder. Those two figures were my favorites, and I always loved Casey Jones as a kid. I always, always did. I, again, it probably has to do with him He's looking awesome. like Jason with the hockey mask, and he was just cool. And Super Shredder fucking Kevin Nash in the movie. You can't play him. <laughs> people always forget that. that. I think most people actually don't forget that. People know that's Kevin Nash that played fucking Super Shredder. I always loved that little figure, the purple with the spikes and all that, and the little, cloth, the little mm-hmm. cape. I always like those two figures. Those are probably my two favorite figures. But if I had to pick one, I'd probably pick Casey Jones. Um, back to your turtle thing, though. I find it interesting that Donatello was your favorite because I feel most kids loved Michelangelo and Raphael. Those were like, I think Raphael was my favorite. It was always those two. Do you think it makes sense that my favorite is Donatello? Knowing yeah, me. Yeah, I think it does. Now that I think back at it, it makes sense that your favorite. Like, you were probably the only kid in the class that was like, what's your favorite Ninja Turtle? Donatello. It does make sense. Absolutely. They were all cool. Don't, listen, don't get me wrong. There's some amazing figures in the Ninja Turtles line. Oh, there are. Krang. The Krang figure was amazing. Dude, you had Muckman. Amazing figure. Yeah, yeah. And you had Mondo Gecko. Oh, shit, Fucking, yeah. There were so many cool toys that came out of that line. I used to have a case, a carrying case. I had like three of them for for my Ninja Turtle figures. Yeah. Like there was little individual cubbies yeah. for each figure. <laughs> I'm an only child. My mom certainly fed my need for action figures and all things ridiculous when I was a kid. Shoutouts to Mama Ro, the sorceress. I heard him yelling in the castle. Fix me. His name's Big Frank. Fix me. I said, I'm going to fix you. <laughs> My talking monster, Big Frank. I'll fix you, Big Frank. Monster Boy Fix. <laughs> I need feel now, Frank. I will It's always fun to fix him. My talking monster, Big Frank. Thank you. Big Frank talks and his eyes light up. Battery's not included. Fix me. So my first pick slash gift was Play School's Big Frank from 1992. Dave, did you own a Big Frank? I did not own one, but I absolutely remember it. It's a pretty pretty memorable figure. So let me uh, let let me describe him to you. He's 16 inches tall. 
He's got a bright green face and a bright orange suit. Yep. And he's basically Frankenstein's monster. And mm-hmm. I, I use air quotes there because this was not a licensed Universal Monsters figure of any kind. It was basically a children's toy just made to look like Frankenstein's monster. Uh, he was huge, dude. He's heavy. I'm actually holding mine. You can't see it, but Dave can. I'm holding mine right now. It's awesome. <laughs> I still own my original figure from when I was a kid. Um, he's fucking heavy as hell. He's like hard plastic, dude. It looks like it's in good shape. Yeah, he's in decent shape. So basically, the way I could describe this toy, it's almost like Operation, but not really because it's not really like a board game. There's no objective. What you're supposed to do is use these tools that they gave you, these like shitty plastic tools, to kind of turn like switches and knobs and levers like inside of his chest. His chest opens up. It basically has two doors you can open up. And inside, there's a, a heart and a bunch of other little things. And there's like these like little like axles you have to turn where you'll see like a broken bone or like a fucked up like a gear or something like that. Amazing. And when you press any of his buttons, if you're if if you're on that like if if you have the uh, the broken gear in place, he he basically tells you to fix him. He's like fix me. Like he just Amazing. I just see I didn't know any of this. Yeah, that's basically what the toy does. And when you turn the axle or the dial with the tool uh, and you press his heart and this time let's say the bone is fixed or the axle is fixed. He mm-hmm. says, I think he like, he like shouts and says, I'm alive. <laughs> my, my big Frank actually needs batteries right now, so he doesn't make I was any gonna, I was just going to ask you. Yeah, he, I, dude, right. I haven't put batteries in him in like 20 years. He's, <laughs> this toy's from 92, and I, I've had him since 92. Right. But what, what's always special to me about this gift, and, and some of my favorite gifts have always been gifts I didn't ask for when I was a kid. I didn't ask yes. for a big Frank. So the fact that, you know, I got one, not at, I didn't know what he was. I remember seeing the commercials, but when I like ripped open the package and I look at this thing, it was amazing. And at that point in my life, you know, I, I was around seven years old, probably. So the fact that he was like a little friend <laughs> was so cool to me. I, can't, I know, like I kind of compare, you know what I compare it to? I compare it to like child's play, like Andy Barkley with Chucky in that first movie. Like, like this doll's like arms and legs can be articulated. Like he can move. You can sit him in a chair. My buddy. Yeah. It's almost like a, my buddy. And, but you know, for me who I always kind of gravitated towards monsters. And at this point in my life, I had watched some horror films, but it was like whatever was on channel 11. Like it was whatever, whatever was on TV. But you know, I was still a little scared of the stuff. So to see a toy that's a monster geared towards children and like towards kids my age was amazing. And it was, I'm pretty sure this was my introduction to Frankenstein or the Frankenstein monster. Uh, The only other toy I could think of that I did own that was a Frankenstein was the, it was like this Frankenstein monster was part of the real, the real Ghostbusters set. Do you remember that? They had like a zombie, a, a werewolf, a um a Frankenstein's monster, and I think a Dracula, and I remember that just kind of like I think that toy, the Frankenstein, a part of that set, and Big Frank were my introductions to that to that character. Right, and it's funny that you, you it's funny that you bring up the Ghostbusters toys because I was just gonna say, 
out of out of all the toys that I own that was probably adjacent to the Big Frank figure, it was probably the Ghostbusters figures because I had a ton of them. And you know, there were so many cool toys that came out of that Ghostbusters line, especially the ones you were just mentioning. Yeah. So. I still own the Frankenstein from that real Ghostbusters line, like that Kenner line, the original. I still have my Frankenstein and I always remember cuz I'm pretty sure I got that Frankenstein before Big Frank because I think I was maybe like four or five when I got that little because it's only like seven inches tall or something dare I say a good double feature toy would be a Big Frank and creepy crawlers oh for sure a hundred percent because that's what I'm thinking right now that's all that's going through my head right now is creepy crawlers and Big Frank and you merge those two toys together and it's fucking gold it is you know who else or what else would fit with those two toys? What was the name of that monster head that you like attach a nose to him and you you put goo in him? I think it was like Monster Face. Do you remember oh, that, I that thing? Told, I know exactly what you're talking about. I forgot what it's called, but I know exactly what you mean. It's crazy because I feel like in the in the '90s, like early '90s, there were a lot of like creepy crawlers, gross out toys, Absolutely. and that head was really cool looking. I, I never had it as a kid, but I just remember you could like. I think you could like take his eyeballs out, and then yeah, yeah there's a lot of like, you can put, do. With I remember, yeah, I remember you could put goo in, like slime in his head, and then put a nose on him, teeth, and it's just interesting how all those toys were marketed towards children. And when you look now, and you like watch whatever TV were like geared towards kids, like during Saturday, I don't even know if they're Saturday morning cartoons anymore. I don't think they are. But when you look at those toys now, like you look at kids, what kids get today, there are no like gross out monster themed toys it's so weird how just times have changed but that's the way it is and for the record you were right it's called monster face i just looked it up he's amazing i never got one i'm i didn't have fucking one pissed off I, that's one toy i wish i got as a kid man that's okay but yeah it's just you know big frank's always been special to me that's why i'm st- i still i'm in my 30s and i still have my um my big frank like i'll never get rid of this guy you're not wrong and if you've never seen the commercials or what this toy looks like google it google the commercial it's amazing and google just google it and and they go for, like if you want to buy one now they're pretty cheap on ebay i think you can get one for at max 50 bucks and i, I feel like huh? if you're like if you know I'm, i i don't consider myself a toy collector a lot of the bullshit i have is stuff i've had since i was a kid but like, if you're like one of those big time Frankenstein collectors, like that likes to collect Frankenstein figures, I definitely recommend maybe picking up one of these because I, I feel like it just goes perfect with that set. And honestly, dude, I want to get this guy tattooed on me eventually. I just have to, <laughs> to figure out when I'm going to do that. You could definitely come up with something cool, a cool idea for sure. And I could say this right now, my second pick when we get to it is kind of tied into this. There's a little theme I did with my choices today on the show. Okay. Uh, but yeah, that's Big Frank. And definitely definitely watch that commercial if there's one thing I'm telling you to do right now. Watch that commercial for this toy. I think I'm going to have to watch this commercial <laughs> Because soon. as soon as you watch the commercial, you're going to be like, damn, I wish I had a Big Frank. Do you know how to play, Rufus? Well, I play a little.
most outstanding, Rufus. So my second gift that I'm choosing today is my very first guitar that I had received when I believe I was 12 or 13 years old. So way back in middle school, my buddy Sean had gotten a Fender Squire and watching him play like when I'd come over and like like play the little crappy scales he was playing just made me want to get one. <laughs> and you know, we were all into music and you know, corn and <laughs> corn and nine inch nails and smashing pumpkins and all the embarrassing stuff. Yeah, corn rules. No, not corn even and nine inch nails are still, still good. Absolutely. So <laughs> smashing pumpkins. Yeah, hell yeah. So I just you know, I, I, I that's like this is like my first entry into like learning to play music and create stuff. And um I remember so it had to have been ninety five or ninety six and my mom had gotten me this red no-name like fender ripoff electric guitar with a practice amp and like six months worth of guitar lessons at this local guitar shop that's up the block from me and i'll be honest when i used to go to get guitar lessons it was in this like really plain dingy room with scuff marks on the wall and it was just (laughs) just two fucking stools and like two guitar amps. And now, now mind you, the dude that uh, taught, you know, the 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 instructor, he was a sick guitar player. His name was Don. Really fucking cool. But at that time, I had no interest in learning other people's songs. Mm. I had no interest in learning scales, which is insanely important. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I just didn't care about it. And then like, I ended up putting the guitar down for like a year. And then, like, suddenly this, like, urge to play came into me, and I taught myself how to play. And now, you know, I started playing, like, for real when I was 14 years old. And, you know, to this day now, I'm 37, you know, I, you know, I compose music now. It's just, it's just a funny thing to look back at and be like, whoa, I hated guitar <laughs> for a bit. <laughs> and then... And you were in a few bands, which is funny. Yeah, it was in a bunch of bands and... It's just interesting how you hated it at one point and then like you were like in bands, well, making music. I, you know what it is? I just, I've always been a hands-on person and I've always just wanted to do the things that I wanted to do. And like, I didn't want to learn other people's songs. Like, I didn't want to learn how to play you know, whatever. And I just started like fucking around and just making my, like just making scales that sounded right to me and like just making riffs up. Like that's literally how, that's literally what I wanted to do. And then like, I heard Pantera's Cowboys from hell and I was just like, yo, this is it. (laughs) And Dimebag is, has always been like my, one of my main musical influences. So you wanted to play like Dimebag. Yeah, man. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so it's funny, my mom, both guitars, I've owned three guitars. My first guitar, which is what I just spoke about, my mom bought me. My second guitar, I bought. And then my third guitar, which is a Gibson SG, beautiful guitar, my mother bought for me. So props to you again, mom, the sorceress. I bid you welcome. MCA Universal Home Video announces the Universal Studios Monsters Classic Collection. These are the titles monster fans have been waiting to sink their teeth into. Now, at the spectacular price of $14.98 each, suggested retail. Local video re-
retailer and asked for the Universal Studios Monsters Classic Collection. Classic monster titles with a haunting new look and a price to die for. So my next gift slash pick is a Sideshow Posers with a Z, P-O-Z-E-R-S, Frankenstein doll from 2001. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> let me let me explain. <laughs> so, in 2001, I was already in high school. So, I wasn't really I just graduated. Yeah, I wasn't really buying toys. Like I think occasionally, I think I was buying like maybe every now and then cuz I was really into horror films too at the time. Um I think I was maybe I bought a couple of those like movie maniacs toys because those had been like the first officially licensed mm-hmm. like horror slasher action figures. You can get Leatherface, Michael Myers, Jason, Freddy, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, I wasn't really going out of my way to ask my mother, like, hey, mom, buy me these toys. Because I didn't really want toys. It, that wasn't – I was – I more – I wanted movies. I wanted CDs. Right. I wanted – again, I was – I wanted a video camera. CDs. Yeah. And I, was, I was buying CDs at the time. Um you know, I wanted things like that. I, toys wasn't really on my radar. But my mother, she knew that I loved, you know, horror movies. And she randomly bought me this. Again, another random gift that I didn't ask for, but received and thought was awesome. So this poser's Frankenstein doll is basically a... He's about, I think... 18 inches he's a little bit bigger than big frank 18 19 inches he's 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 taller i didn't get his his measurements correct um mm-hmm. in my notes here dare you. i know <laughs> um but he's got a very detailed face that's made of extremely hard plastic you could crack you could crack someone's head with this shit it's like a bat <laughs> almost but his crack a walnut but his body is soft very poseable. I believe I still own mine. He's not next to me, but I still own own mine. It's in storage. His hands are also plastic and his feet. So only his body is soft. And he's got like that right. that bendable like metal inside of him so you could like pose him. Um but it was an officially released Universal Monsters figure. So it looked like Boris Korloff's Frankenstein, or as close. Right. It wasn't Boris Korloff. When you look at it, it was a very exaggerated, like big forehead and all. Very exaggerated yeah. Frankenstein's monster. But it was really, really cool. And I, I don't know if you remember, but like at this point, I, I like the late, like, not even the late, like the mid 90s, maybe even early 90s to like the early 2000s, like the, Unim- the Universal Monsters made like this resurgence. Like, they were, I believe, yeah. were like re-releasing like the VHS tapes, um, like all the films were getting re-released, like new covers and things like that. I think Burger, I, no, not even I think I know Burger King had like their happy, what's their happy meal, the kids club meal or whatever, had like Universal yeah. Monsters toys, which I actually own a whole set of those. They fucking, they're really cool. Like they're almost like little action figures, and I just remember buying all these like cassettes at Sam Goody. And watching them. Because I was really into the Universal Monsters. Because I was really just starting to watch all those really old movies from like the fucking 30s. You know? They're all black and white. That's mm-hmm. not... When you're when you're 15, you really start with like slasher gore movies. Because you want to see the most extreme shit. You don't really start with like classic of films. So at this point, that's really... I was trying to catch up with those type of films. Because I had never seen them. 
And I always just kind of loved that. And I think my mom knew that. That she was like, "Oh, Louis on like this big Universal Monsters kick. Let me just get him this like Frankenstein." Your mom, your mom's looking out for you, man. <laughs> That's it. Like she, I guess she realized she put two and two together. She was like, "Okay, he's buying these. He's spending like remember when VHS tapes were like twenty five dollars? <laughs> like I was buying these fucking things and mm-hmm. watching them. So I guess she just saw that. And I just always loved." this era of the universal monsters like i don't know how familiar you are with it but like there was like that red or purple splatter logo with monsters it said like universal and then monsters like this big spooky font and then there's also that like really i I think it's iconic i don't know if other people consider it iconic or not but there's that image of like the universal monsters lined up next to each other and then underneath it it says universal like universal monsters like frankenstein's in the middle holding the logo together that's always been just another iconic image to me. And yeah, man, I just, you know, it's not the most mind-blowing toy or figure or doll or whatever the hell you want to call it, collectible. Because some people don't like right. to call them dolls. It's a fucking doll. But it's memorable. But it's memorable. And it, again, just like Big Frank, I fucking held on to this guy. Like, I still have mm-hmm. him. I don't have him in my apartment right now. <laughs> He's in storage. But I still, I still hold on to him. And it's... It's funny because I think at one point in one of my older places, I had Big Frank and this Frankenstein posers doll, (laughs) which is very early 2000s, adding a Z where an S is supposed to be. I still like to add the Z after LOL. The L, the lols will never Z's. not be a thing. For it was me. just an odd thing. I just feel like a lot of th- a lot of like things had put like a Z where an S had to be. I feel like that's a very early two thousands thing. Didn't they do that with X's too? Didn't they like like the letter X or something like that? Everything I think it's was like hysterical, extreme or X. And I just remember sure it being seen, really yeah. corny. But uh, yeah, it's just just an iconic scene. I used to put them next to each other, and it's just funny how like and that's I think this is why Frankenstein has always kind of the Frankenstein monster has always been like my favorite of those of those movies of those old universal monsters movies so it's just been been very 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 you know memorable for me and very important to me as like a, a point in my life it's like okay this was 7 year old louis with his big frank this was teenage louis with his posers frankenstein I like that. So I got to I got to find a another frankenstein figure eventually down the line when I'm a little older, maybe two decades from now, that will be my middle age Frankenstein toy or figure. So, yeah, see what happens. It's under attack! It's under attack! The G.I. Joe headquarters is under attack! This is it, the G.I. Joe headquarters, and there's never been a command post like it. Man the battle pack! A real American hero! I've located Cobra! We've captured a Cobra officer! Put him in the stockade! We chased off Cobra. We saved the G.I. Joe headquarters. G.I. Joe headquarters. All figures and equipment sold separately from Hasbro. I know we've been talking about our favorite gifts that we've received in our lives. But there's definitely gifts that we've never received. And I, for one, can tell you of one gift that I never received that I wish I did, which was the G.I. Joe headquarters command center. Released by Hasbro in 1983. Thing is sick. What I, I I'm not familiar with this at all. I'll be honest with you. I was never the biggest GI Joe fan. I liked GI Joe. Ooh, I, I liked GI Joe, but 
but I was never a big G.I. Joe fan. I always gravitated more towards like Transformers and Ninja Turtles and Ghostbusters. For some reason, the whole army soldier thing just never... I just never... Uh, there were some sick G.I. Joes, man. Snake Eyes? I will agree. There there was some sick G.I. Joes. I still own a couple of the small ones I had when I was a kid. But yeah. explain to me what this was because I have no idea. Hold on. I'm going to rewind a second here. So I was obsessed with G.I. Joes. And I would always set up these elaborate scenes <laughs> in my living room. And, you know, it wouldn't be until years later that, you know, the... You know, the com- the command center uh, was likely out of production because I started playing with like you know like GI Joes and you know probably when I was so you figure probably like six or seven you know what I mean so this thing was probably out of production by then of course so <laughs> so I just assumed that my mom would buy it for me knowing that I love GI Joes and you know it was probably out of you know there was probably you probably couldn't even get them anymore but I'm just thinking oh yeah she'll get that for me meanwhile it doesn't even exist <laughs> oh my god <laughs> so probably up until I was about nine or ten I actually ended up getting one at a garage sale oh wow and I had this shit I had the thing set up in my room and so this thing had like a helicopter pad. It had like a little like ramp thing mm-hmm. for like a tank. And then it had like this middle uh, middle console. I think there was another piece too. It's set up in four pieces, I think. And inside the command center, like it had like a little jail <laughs> that you could put like, you know, Cobra Commander or Serpentor or somebody in there. And I always changed out the guy in the jail or the girl in the jail whenever, like, mm-hmm. every, like, other day there would be a new <laughs> villain. And, like, he would just be laying down in the bed like, oh, man, they got fucking, they got, they, they got Destro. Oh, oh, man, he's in jail now. Like, and it had this big turret gun, like, in the front of it. The thing was sick. And conveniently, I had this thing set up right next to the Ghostbusters house. Oh, the firehouse? Oh, man. The firehouse. <laughs> so that was always a gift. I, you know, and I guess it doesn't make sense because the thing wasn't even being made by the time that I, like, you know, but, like, I actually knew what G.I. Joes were and, like, was, like, capable of knowing. But I just assumed I would get one, and I never did until a garage sale happened. <laughs> That's the one gift your mom let you down. That was the one year she let you down. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll, let, I'll let her slide. Now, Lou. Is there any gifts you never received as a kid or even now? Oh, there is. There's one gift. Uh-oh. <laughs> one gift I always wanted and never received. And that's the Pee-wee's Playhouse pull string doll from 1987. I believe Matchbox made this doll. So here's a little, a little backstory about me. I'm a huge Pee-wee Herman fan. To this day. Hell yeah. He is a national Same. treasure to me. Same. <laughs> Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> so, Definitely. Paul Rubin. So when I was, I was probably three or four when this doll came out. And this was, this was when like Pee Wee Herman was the shit. This was like when Pee Wee's Playhouse, the movie had come out. I believe the second movie had either come out or was about to come out. The one, uh, Pee Wee's, Big Top Pee Wee, the one that he's uh, with the circus on the farm. Mm-hmm. And I just remember telling my mother... My father, my grandmother, can you buy me this Pee Wee Herman pull string doll all the time? Go to Toys R Us. Can you get me the doll? Go to KB Toys. 
Can you buy me the doll? I remember vividly seeing it on the shelves and they never bought it for me. I don't know why. And I feel like my mom maybe tried to buy it and maybe couldn't find it. I don't remember if it was like a hot item or not, like for a few years. It must have been because he was so popular. I'm sure it was. And I eventually did get a Pee-wee doll, but it wasn't this pull string doll. It was like this ventriloquist version of the doll, which is a little larger. And I still have him. I know exactly what you're talking about. (laughs) Yeah, I still have him. But I got him a little later. And to this day, I, I go on eBay occasionally. And I'm like, I'm just going to fucking buy one. Because there was a couple of those stupid pull string dolls that I wanted. And I just never got. Like, here's another example. Ed Grimley. Do you remember Ed Grimley? I know the name. It's, I'm yeah, not, yeah. I can't put it Martin up. Short played him. The guy with the. He was yes, almost yes, like. I know exactly, I know exactly little, what you're talking about. Yep. He had the little pointy yep. thing in the front. His pants were really high. Mm-hmm. So he had a pull string doll I really wanted. I ended up buying that years later. Beetlejuice had one where his head spins when you pull the string and he talks. Never got that one. There were such huge toys. But the most notorious one to me was this fucking Pee Wee Herman doll that I really wanted and never fucking got. Damn. And I have a little fun fact for you that... Uh, that sure. I don't even know if you know this or not. But Matchbox, the same company that made this Pee Wee Herman pull string doll, also made the Freddy Krueger pull string doll... That not a lot of people know, which I own one in the box in mint condition. You've seen it, I, right? <laughs> I've and seen it. That it's amazing to think that at the same time, around the same, I believe the the Freddy Krueger pull string doll was. It had to have been on the on, on the shelves at the same time as this uh, Pee Wee Herman doll because you know Pee Wee Pee Wee's Playhouse I believe was on from like eighty six, eighty seven to like ninety one or ninety. Then he got in trouble. We all know what he ended up doing. But it's just crazy to think that at one point they were literally on the shelves together. I, I'm pretty sure. But that Freddy doll is like extremely hard to find. Like it was hard to find at one point. I think they I think parents yeah. were upset that they released the like a Freddy Krueger pull string doll. Like he was marketed towards children. <laughs> so just to think. But you know, that's that has to be the one that got away. That Pee Wee's <laughs> that Pee Wee's Playhouse pull string doll. Uh, and, and honestly, I think one day I'm just going to bite the bullet and just buy one on eBay. Pull like get trigger. one, Yeah, just pull the trigger, you know, drop a couple bucks and just get one just to have it. Because, it's, sure. again, it's just the one thing that I never got, my, never got my hands on. Two things. Would you agree that KB Toys was like the messier version of Toys R Us. Like, it was like... Yeah, it was. The more chaotic version of (laughs) Toys R Us, where nothing was ever in its place, everything was thrown around, but it was... It had its own charm to it. Like, it was almost like it was the crappy kids' toys, like Toys R Us. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, would you agree? I agree. KB, to me, always... KB Toys basically looked like... It was always way smaller than Toys R Us. Mm -hmm. And it always felt like they just took the toys off the truck and, like, packed them in, like, in the shelves and then just didn't touch them again. So if kids made a mess, they would just leave them like that. (laughs) That's basically what it was like. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And it it almost was like a discount Toys R Us, too, I feel like. I feel like the toys were always cheaper and, like, stuff would stay there forever. Like, I remember remember when... uh, when the Jurassic Park movie came out, the original, like, 1993 Jurassic Park, um, I, I liked those toys that were part of that set, too, that had come out at the time. And I remember yeah. being able to go sure. in, 
like in 95 and still find from that original series. Like two mm-hmm. years later, I remember buying them for like six bucks and telling my mom, hey, mom, I want this, you know, Ian Malcolm or Alan Grant figure. And she'd just buy it from me for like six bucks. And KB had the deeper cut toys too. Oh, they definitely did. They always got the shit that was a little yeah, more yeah. rare. When did they go out of business? Was that like the early 2000s? Yeah, I was going to say, like, it's it's weird to say not that long ago. It was a while ago. <laughs> referring back to the early 2000s, but it is a while ago. Yeah, it's sad to think that, like, them and Toys R Us are basically gone. Not Dude, there are yeah, no... Yeah, there's no... Sad. They're not there anymore. It's crazy. And the second thing I wanted to bring up, and I want to see if this scared the shit out of you too as a kid, because it scared the living fucking shit out of me. Was the scene in Pee Wee's Big Adventure with the clown statue? <laughs> yeah, That's... yeah, yeah. Oh, the, the the waving clown scared you when he gets like the teeth and stuff. Yeah, dude, it scared <laughs> the it scared the shit out of me. I don't know. Pee Wee never that movie never scared me. And I saw it really young, so I, I, it's weird. The clowns. I was never scared of clowns. That's why I used to be okay. I don't know how to make sense of this. So when I was a kid. My mom took me to the circus all the time. Yeah. And I have a picture. I gotta find it. It's a fucking great picture. It's me, and it's so weird because it was at the circus, and it's in the chair. Like, it's in, like, you know, like, the seating where everybody sits, but there's nobody there. And it's just me and this clown. (laughs) And... And I gotta find the picture. I'll put it up on Instagram. I'll put it up on the show's Instagram. It's amazing. And I'm so happy. But I was scared shitless of clowns. So I don't understand. If there's one thing you take away from this episode, is that Dave was scared of clowns at one point in life. But you know what? That's a fear people have as adults. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, like I, that always freaked me out. Uh, I don't know how the hell we segued from uh, Pee Wee. Oh, well, the clown, because Pee Wee and clowns. But. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Those are uh, those are two gifts we wish we had. No TV. No TV. What? No. Hello, I'm Pee Wee Herman. Talking Pee Wee is really cuckoo. He's naughty. I know you are, but what am I? Soon you'll be that way too. <laughs> Whatever you may do, it's so much fun when he's with you. Banana sandwich. You go wacko. You go crazy. Talking Pee Wee from Matchbox for you and your kid. Cherry sold separately. What's that? Major luck. So those are some of our favorite Christmas gift memories. Be sure to subscribe, follow us on Instagram and Twitter, at Haunted Hangover. And if you can rate and review us, that'd be greatly appreciated. And remember, the best cure for a hangover is... More booze and action figure carrying cases. <laughs> Later, guys. Later, guys.